Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. I'm Carrie the Mokne. I'm K-Drama Jen. And I'm K-Muse. Don't forget that we have a Patreon page. We have a monthly episode we release exclusively just for our patrons. You can find the link in our show notes. Our patrons also get the exclusive invitation to our Discord server where we chat daily about the dramas we're watching, participate in group watches, and support each other in our drama addictions. This is also the place where we get many of our topic ideas for our episodes. So if you want to help influence this, that is definitely where you're going to want to go and join our wonderful community that we've developed. And as always... We'd love to have you join us. Yeah. And I do have to say, we also have a Redbubble store. So if your holiday presents didn't live up to your expectations because no one got you dramas with a side of kimchi merch, go to Redbubble. We've got a lot of great designs there. Well, and I love how on Discord, K-Drama Jen, she's all like, yeah, just like wear the merch out in the wild and you'll find <laughs> drama friends. Because that's what she does is she has merch and then she gets like approached all the time with people like oh do you watch k-dramas and then you know <laughs> the friendships flow from there so if you don't have your your k-drama bestie like we do go out into the wild wearing k-drama merch and you will find them they will come they will <laughs> they'll just like you'll track them because you know what the thing about drama watchers is that many of them especially if they don't have a close friend who's a drama watcher, they kind of feel isolated and think that they're the only ones like who have discovered this amazing world of dramas. And then mm -hmm. suddenly you're sitting down and you're chatting with someone and, and they're kind of like sheepishly saying like, yeah, I watch K dramas. And then before you know it, you're off and running and it's just so much fun. So agree, go yeah. check that red bubble store. Um, I probably am one of our top um, purchasers just <laughs> my kids are like you buy your own merch yes as a matter of fact I do because I think it's cool to have a water bottle with dramas with a side of kimchi you never know who might approach you in the airport well That's and in the cool. next three weeks I believe we're going to be updating our discord tier swag and we're going to be having as one of the tiers we'll have our little what are they the backpacks the string backpacks uh -huh, the drawstring those will be available and those are adorable and i love them and i kind of want to own one of my own so <laughs> that's on know. patreon not discord tiers yes patreon that tiers. is patreon tiers yeah sorry so anywho getting on today's topic yeah, what, are we so let's, what are we talking about let's talk about what we're supposed to be talking about how Which, who does that i know we are going to be talking today about reincarnation dramas and time travel dramas. Um, and the reason we kind of want to talk about this is that in 2023, it seems like it was a theme that we just saw over and over and over in a lot of different kinds of ways and then some similar ways. But it's certainly been a theme that is, um, it's almost a genre of drama that we've seen over the last decade or so and so well some of us <laughs> I guess a decade or so um but <laughs> so what we wanted to do is I know that we do have listeners who are newer drama watchers so they may be more familiar with those 2023 dramas that we're going to kind of recap a little bit just um talk because many of them we did talk about in depth and then we're also going to be talking about 
uh, time travel and reincarnation dramas um, from the past as well. Sounds good. Sorry, I had a cough and I had to mute myself. <laughs> <laughs> so why are these dramas such a popular trend right now? Um, and I think they're, they have so much in common. They're almost interchangeable a lot of times. I know some of the shows that we're going to talk about have both of those options in them. Um, I think some of it is just, it's really a great way to do like a nostalgia or like a, a past, but keeping with the modern current day theme. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. You don't have to dive straight into the nostalgia and get people thinking, okay, we want to discuss the 1980s. Cause sometimes, especially now that um, drama watchers are getting younger, uh, they don't remember it quite the same way <laughs> and they might not connect in with a drama about teenagers in the 1980s the way that some of us that are more mature will <laughs> will be able to uh, connect in with the feelings they had and the, the themes of the time at that time. So I think it kind of gives the script writers and the viewers like the best of both worlds, I think, in a lot of ways. Mm hmm. And I was also thinking it kind of reminds me of like fan fiction because a lot of people enjoy it because it's a different situation, but set in a familiar world. And so time travel and reincarnation allows the writer to play around in a, in a similar world, but it gives them more options with um, characters bringing them forward and backward. Um, for example, like in uh, the story of Park's Marriage Contract, she gets to, she's very advanced in her attitudes for her age. And so to jump into a place where her, her attitudes are accepted in the norm, you know, that's, that's an interesting contrast too. So it just, it gives more playing space. I love that. Um, I hadn't really thought about that, that connection to like fanfic um, as far as like, yeah, it allows some different views and some different opportunities to kind of play um, one of the things, though, that I've really enjoyed this year is um, there have been a, a number of dramas where they haven't gone way back in the past. They've really only gone back far enough to um, like meet their family members, like their parents. And we've had a couple of dramas this year that I felt like that was kind of unique and fresh and just really loved, um, loved that aspect of it. So it was, you know, sometimes we get these where they travel through time, Josie and Era or that kind of thing. But we have a number this year where um, it wasn't quite so far um, and they get to kind of see their parents in a different light. And so I think that there's something about that that's just really appealing. Um, and I don't know, maybe that's also just kind of where I am in my life that, you know, <laughs> I find that just really fascinating. Um, so I, I just, I think we've really seen it kind of offering just a, a new perspective that maybe the day-to-day -day dramas, um, that we were getting didn't offer as much. So it allows you to be also just a little more like there's this mystical element. And so kind of anything can happen. Although as we'll talk about later, it kind of needs to still happen within the rules, but 
Well, I'm also thinking that back when, like, K-Drama Jen and I started dramas a oh, oh, time ago, uh, <laughs> it used to be really popular that they're the fated couple always met as teen or children like when they were like five or six they always had this deep connection as children that they were meant to be in they were not going to be with anyone else because that connection was so faded that they were going to save themselves until they're whenever they're going to meet this special one again and I feel this gives us kind of like that faded aspect without it kind of being the like roll your eyes yeah you were six and you decided that's the girl for me and (laughs) you know it kind of gives that because that kind of came out of style a lot recently you don't get that um instantaneous that's the one as at birth yeah that you used to get and so this kind of also gives us that oh they're faded they are meant to be there that something in the stars has decided that their souls are connected over and over again, no matter what. I love and, that. And I think that's just kind of an update of a very popular trope, but one that people are more likely to be like, get behind. Because yes. that's a lot more believable than, oh, yeah, I'm six. Here, let me kick you on the playground. <laughs> yep, we're going to get married someday. Thumbs up. You know, I'm, I'm so glad that like my decision making when I was six is not like where I ended up today because, you know, Hubert Brumbeck and I would be, you know, um, I guess digging up dinosaur bones together. Um, <laughs> that, that is who I was fated to marry, darn it, from kindergarten on. So um, we were going to be archaeologists. Or be like, oh, darn, that person's in prison. Well, I guess the next life, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It limits your options a bit. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I just kind of, I was thinking about that as we were talking that, you know, that's kind of like the new old faded. Now Mm -hmm. it's, this is what faded means. Like you were, you were faded multi or multi lives, not just, you know, since birth. (laughs) <laughs> right across centuries and yes, different yes. forms and yes <clears throat> excuse me so real quick i just want to talk because we said that today we're going to be talking about reincarnation and time travel dramas we kind of push them together but real quick let's just kind of talk about some of those key differences between reincarnation and time travel dramas so and sometimes you get both so mm-hmm. just to clarify um, when we're talking about a time travel travel drama, at least what I'm thinking of is is that we are in one time period, and a person or persons from that time period go into a different time period, and they are the same person, but they've gone either back or forward in time. In a reincarnation drama, it is they were in a different time period in the past they have to have been in the past and now they are in the future um and they are a diff they have a different identity but they are like maybe the same soul or um they have been reborn in some way would we agree that that's sort of what we mean by the difference yeah because time travel stays in one lifetime and reincarnation crosses different lifetimes Ooh, that's a good way to think of that i like that it also yeah. kind of blurs the lines for stuff like Moon in the Day because it's like, 
well and tale of nine tailed right mm -hmm. that's like time travel but also a reincarnation like thread mm -hmm. well like we said there's a lot of blending there yes. yeah i think you nailed it okay so speaking of current time travel slash reincarnation dramas let's do a quick yay or nay on some of them that utilize this trope so we'll start with moon in the day because i keep bringing it up Okay. But for this one, we didn't actually talk about it. So I think giving just a little more detail about what happened in it, because the, many of these we have a full podcast episode on, but yeah, giving a little synopsis uh, for Moon in the Day, I think is important. Okay. Well, Moon in the Day is about a female firefighter in the present day who's like award-winning and has goals and dreams, and she gets tangled up with his celebrity um, the firefighter, her name is Kong Yong Hwa, and then the celebrity is Han Juno. And um, Han Juno is. He's a goofball. Yeah, that's probably the best I way to put it. I would say he's just very self absorbed and not the brightest bulb. <laughs> yes, but he has a very bright personality. So we'll give him that. Anyway, so um, they're working together on some service promo ad thing. And he ends up essentially dying. And his body is possessed by the ghost that's been following uh, Young Law around since she was a child. For and, 1,500 years. So through all and, reincarnations. Uh, yeah. I was trying to avoid some spoilers. But that's in the synopsis, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> sure. Okay. So anyway. it's in the official synopsis. So I think that one's safe. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so this ghost possesses Juno's body and tries to explain to Young Hua, or can, well, he's going to kill her. Like, that's his one goal, is to kill her because of what she did in her previous reincarnation 1,500 years ago. Anyway, and it spirals out from there. So it's kind of, I thought at first, because we talked about it a few episodes ago, and I thought it was going to be a toxic drama, but or toxic romance, which would have been interesting and different, and it wasn't. And so for me, it kind of, it didn't kind of fall flat. Young Wa, Young Wa's character arc. Normally, when you're writing a story, you want characters to improve and grow and change for the better, and hers flipped and did pretty much the opposite. And by the end, she was not this awesome firefighter anymore. And so I was just like, yeah. See, I. Was don't completely agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like they never really developed that she was an awesome firefighter necessarily. So I'm going to ignore that aspect of it. I felt they did an amazing job on the past life story arc because it kind of goes back and forth as you discover what happened in the past that caused the trauma that the ghost followed her for 1500 years. I thought that was amazingly written. And I thought a lot of their stuff was really well done. And I liked where she ended up. I did feel that she had a lot of character growth. And I was surprisingly pleased with how her and the guy's character ended. Um, what I didn't like is that it was too long. There was at least, at least three episodes of just flashback filler, like sitting around waiting for something to happen. And I mm -hmm. felt that's where the story was a negative. Like, was she as strong a character as I would like? 
no, but I can get past that because there was a lot of really good story art going on. And I don't put the fall of the story on that. I just feel that they didn't have enough story to fill up 14 episodes. And therefore, we got so much just sitting around reflecting back on past scenes. And so it just dragged. But if they had smushed it all together, shortened out all those sitting around thinking about each other's scenes, it would have been a lot stronger. And so I'm glad I watched it. I thought the couple had a lot of chemistry and there were some story arcs that I really liked. But definitely feel free to liberally fast forward through all of those sitting and reflecting scenes because you're not going to get anything new from them. (laughs) And it just drags down the show. So... I am on, I think, episode nine or something like that. And I, I mean, clearly it hasn't grabbed me enough to, there's so many other things that I find more interesting. So I'm still debating on whether I'm going to go back and finish it. I probably will just so I can see that I, you know, check it off my list, but. Do what I told Carrie, because I think what Carrie, you got to 12 or 11. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and got then to I'm 12. all like, know what, just finish it and watch yeah and that's probably why you didn't get all of the feeling that I did because you fast forwarded Mm -hmm. it all (laughs) because I sat and watched it all so I do know that it was a lot of once they had the big reveal over um who the bad guy was and why it was happening it didn't Mm -hmm. have any story enough to go three more episodes and so it just was eh. so yeah, it fizzled. Yeah. But I, I am glad where it ended. I know everyone didn't love it. I thought it was, I was just so happy that it did not pull, uh, what's the drama where it was the the king that went back in time or the prince with Yuna? Do you remember? Rooftop <laughs> Prince. The- I'm so oh. glad it did not pull a rooftop prince on me and had that be the ending. And so I was very happy where it ended and the little further bit on where the couple ended up eventually. So I was happy. So yay or nay? I would say yay, but feel free to fast forward a good (laughs) 70% of those last two to three episodes. And I'd say nay, there's better time travel reincarnation dramas out there. And I'll say may. I may. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. So our next one is My Perfect Stranger. We did this one. We did um, an in-depth look at My Perfect Stranger. Uh, So that was the one where um, the main main thing is the way that they traveled, which is the car. So (laughs) just to kind of jog your memory. Um, So they go back in time and the um they're trying to stop a serial killer in the small town and the man is trying to stop a serial killer the girl that goes back in time um is trying to save her mother and keep her parents from ever getting together (laughs) so um so quickly so we spent a lot of time on that so i'm not going to go into too much depth so i just i'm going to say yay I agree 100% yay for me. This one was so much fun. I loved it. Love the couple. Love the time travel, how they built the world around it. And love the serial killer story arc. It was really interesting. So yay. Yes, same with me. Yay. That mystery was just, it was really solidly done. Like I didn't see who 
the oh. whodunit until the very end. And then I was like, huh. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. It, it, didn't, it didn't feel contrived. It actually, you know, and I loved, again, the opportunity for her to um, see her parents in a different light. So, mm-hmm. yeah, for me, definitely, that's a yay. So our next one is one we just all recently finished was Twinkling Watermelon. And uh, for those of you wondering where our podcast on this one was, it was last month's Patreon podcast. So go check out our Patreon page. We had so much fun recording this. And I think everyone really enjoyed being able to talk about this drama because it was such a fun drama. This is once again, another time travel drama where the, the couples are going back to improve their lives via dealing with their parents lives so they're going (laughs) to go fix their lives by fixing their parents and so yeah so it was really good I enjoyed it loved every minute it's one of the better ensemble time travel dramas because a lot of times you'll be very focused on the main characters but I feel this was much more an ensemble story arc and it was so much fun loved it same like the characterization and the solid storyline and just everything was amazing it was so well plotted out and the character arcs were so tightly written and just it was amazing what they did with the changes that um the two main characters made and how you think they're gonna go one way and then they went another way and it just yeah it was really good enthusiastic two thumbs up yeah, I totally agree. Twinkling Watermelon was so much fun. That's a 2023 drama um, that just really captured a lot of our attention. Um, but I also think that, um, again, it's that opportunity to go back and and see parents in a different light. And so it really just, I just thought they did that really, really well. So mm-hmm. um, and that way of like, they built relationships and you were able to see um just kind of who they were back when they were teenagers and who they you could kind of foreshadow who they would become based on possible changes to um their circumstances and so i loved it loved it so that's a yay from me for sure so that's three yays so go watch it it's on vicky yay 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 All right. So the next one is Perfect Marriage Revenge, which I think we did a podcast. Y'all did a podcast on that, right? Yes, Yes, we did. Yes, I'm behind on my listening. So um, so no synopsis needed because you guys did the the podcast. Just go listen to that for the synopsis. I have three episodes yet left to watch, but so far it's a yay. And I assume it sticks the landing. Yeah, it does. Okay. (laughs) All right. In my opinion, it does. I loved it. It was a definite yay for me. So much fun. It's like Makjang all smooshed in from 50 episodes into 12 episodes, and it totally worked for me. Mm-hmm. It's one of those that I'm, I still have to watch it just one episode at a time because my, my stress levels are already high, <laughs> but I'm really enjoying it. I only have three episodes left, and those will be knocked out by the end of the year. So definitely a yay for me. Um, it had revenge. It had, um, I don't know, just all of the, and all the crazy mukjang stuff, like you name it, it was in there, right? Like we mm-hmm. had you know, stealing people's um, lovers and, you know, um, the 
pretending that you had the the child that would be an heir and i mean you name it it had it all so birth secrets it was but again it had this like modern feel to it so it it was almost like a tongue-in-cheek mahjong like you could just i don't know i can't describe it enough except that it just had this it was a fresh take on that mahjong kind of thing and again really fast paced because it was like all into those 12 episodes so it's a definite yay i really thought it was a great um an interesting twist on the time travel drama because they didn't go back you know to Josie and era they just went back one year mm-hmm. yes and also if you have never tried a mahjong drama this is the perfect one to do because it's again it's 12 episodes so you don't have to become invested and sit through 50 episodes of amnesia and evil in-laws <laughs> to get the mahjong feel which is kind of what you had to do 10 years ago so <laughs> So anyway, perfect time to give it a try and see if you like this kind of trope and go from there. Yep. And it's also on Vicky. And like I think they all are up to this point, right? They're all on Vicky? Uh, yes. 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 All right. So the next one also on Vicky is Park's Marriage Contract. And this is a both a time travel and reincarnation drama where... uh. The characters are all, are all reincarnated from Josian times, except for the girl who travels through a well into the future and discovers that her husband, who had recently died, is alive and well in modern Korea. So it is very fun. So much fun. I am loving the performances by everyone so far. It is still currently airing, so I can't tell if it sticks the landing. We still have about half the drama to go still, but it is very fun so far. And it's a huge yay for me as of, I think, we're what on episode eight or so? Mm-hmm. About there. So a huge yay so far as of episode eight. I a hundred percent agree with that. I think that um, first of all, we have the leading lady is one of my favorites, mm-hmm. and so, um, and say, uh, let me think. I gotta. You say young. Yes, say young. Um, she's just beautiful and such an amazing actress. I just absolutely love her. Um, she has. This is probably. I have two dramas this year where I'm just completely blown away by their fashion. This is definitely one of them. Um, Mm -hmm. I I just love everything she wears. And she just, you know, even though she's from a different time, she even back then was pretty like um, fashion forward. So, but this is definitely a yay, um, at least for now. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes we have those like crazy endings where suddenly you're like, uh, no. But this one feels like it's going to stick the landing. So, yes. so for right now, yay. I hope it sticks the landing because I really love being in Hyuk, the male mm-hmm. lead. Because yes. I've watched him in um, At a Distance, Spring is Green, and my roommate is Gumio, and as much of Cheer Up as I could stand. And he is very, very good. I really like him. So I'm going to talk next about Till the End of the Moon. 
because there's one on here that I that Kim uses watching in detail. So I'm just going <laughs> to yes. let her do that synopsis because so till the end of the moon we talked about um ad nauseum probably over the summer. <laughs> I, did we do like a full three episodes or was that just you and I doing oh, like gosh. a two and a half hour episode? I don't it even might have, no. It must have been you and I doing a two and a half hour episode because we're the only ones that watched it. Mm-hmm. So all, all I'll say is. So Till the End of the Moon is a reincarnation drama. Um, wait. And a time travel. No, and this time one was travel. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. So, but it was but because it's fantasy, it's all blurred, you know, because she's like <laughs> a goddess or whatever. So um, but you again, we talked about this in depth. Um, but I'm just gonna say yay. I mean, it was toxic, it was crazy, it but you know, her her reason for going back in time was to stop the evil overlord from destroying everybody in the world um, and making sure she could destroy his evil bone. So, um, I mean, as far as reasons for time travel, I think she's got a good one. And uh, they they were toxic, but they were also pretty awesome. So I'm going to say yay. I also say yay. They were such a fun couple to be like holy crap they are messed up yes (laughs) but they're messed up for each other so it's okay (laughs) (laughs) but the chinese ones are interesting because when they're dealing with the fantasy aspect often they'll have like oh this person or this god has cultivated for a hundred thousand years or so the timing is very different rather than oh she went back a year right Uh, so so the aspect of her going back in time to earth before they have cultivated and become gods and goddesses and all that stuff was very interesting and seeing the bad guy back when he was human and traumatized so much, which is why he became an evil overlord. And that whole aspect was just really good. And I loved the whole shifting between the immortal and mortal aspects of the show. I thought it was really well done. Loved the couple. They are probably my favorite toxic couple. They were so much they had such great chemistry and were so wonderfully toxic together and so it's a total yay for me but if you don't like toxic couples (laughs) then you know yeah you might might... want to pass but just know that they'll die but they always get back together (laughs) you know so it's one of those chinese shows where no one truly dies you know they might die a little but not really right because they're like immortal so like so their essence lives on and shifts on to the next right yeah it's it's slightly different than your traditional reincarnation or that kind of thing but well worth the watch because often like the chinese reincarnation kind of things are like they it it happens through cultivation so like they're They're a great You're a plant and then you get yes. to go to like water fairy and then you can become like a regular fairy and then you can become a god after 200,000 years and you know you've denied yourself any love <laughs> and then usually you go through a trial on the mortal realm so you can cultivate more and once you overcome your trial you can become a stronger immortal and it's it's all kinds of fun stuff um 
definitely it helps if you you have a friend group to ask what the heck is going on if you've never <laughs> tried a Chinese drama before. But this one is a great one. Loved it. So it's a yay. Yay. And I have to say, I have gotten so many short clips of Till the End of the Moon in just, you know, you know how you scroll through YouTube shorts and yeah. you just kind of watch. And like, they have me fascinated. Have I fully committed yet? No, but. <laughs> well, this I know also I've... came out right after you had, what was the one that you had finished that was the long, was it Fairy and Devil? Probably. Yes. Okay. Because I think this came, came out soon after Fairy and Devil and you were kind of like overwhelmed with, I just watched a crap ton of Chinese fantasy <laughs> drama and you needed some time. And so yes. I think if I recall, that's kind of why you never jumped in. Mm -hmm. um, drama so, Geek, it was too toxic. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, K-Drama and I again, toxic? What toxic? <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't you want to just like <laughs> join your dead lover on next to her corpse as you burn the house down around you? <laughs> that makes total sense. <laughs> I feel like Evanescence should be involved here. Just the, the deep, dark emo. Yes. It, it was so emo. But again, <laughs> no one's ever really dead. Just right. kind of dead for a small while. <laughs> oh, I remember what it was. I I watched Love Between Fairy and Devil. And then I went and watched it again with my kids. And it took a while. And uh. so by then, I was just all tapped out. So yes, that that would be the issue. I don't know. I'm still tempted. It may happen. We'll see. <laughs> I I wouldn't say watch it with your kids because oh no no no, not, no 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 <laughs> no. It it is not the the relationship you want your teenagers to decide this is their thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Uh, yeah. All right. So the one that I am watching that I have just binged in what was 48 hours from right now something oh like that is the, in the last two days 48 was, hours huh it's been 48 hours yeah it's <laughs> been about 48 hours was story of Kooning Palace so story of Kooning Palace it is very much a drama at its heart it's very political like so if you like the court intrigue this is definitely a great drama from you it is about a girl who had connived her way into taking out all her competitors and becoming a empress and she at the beginning actually is defeated by another political faction and all of the herself and all of the people around her die at the hands of the person that takes over the government and then she awakes to it's maybe two or three years earlier it's a little while earlier maybe not like just recent but back when she was young before she comes in to the palace to compete to become the the next empress and so this time around, she's like, screw that. I don't want to deal with any of this political crap. I'm not even going to, like, I'm going to do everything I can not to end up in the palace and be even considered uh, for all of this. I'm going to 
just mind my own business and live at home and become a nun more or less and you know leave all that behind but of course fate doesn't let her and so she's kept being sucked in whether she changes the past or not and then she kind of becomes a political um she she ends up politically a friend of the side that overtook the throne in the first place but so yeah but she's still trying to just stay out of everything doesn't want to be the empress doesn't want to deal with any of this and just the story of her going through all these events where the first time um like her best friend was kicked out and exiled and like the the man that she had a crush on he was killed back in the original one and she had treated him horribly and so all these different things where she's doing it differently this time all under the aspect of this power struggle between two different families that are underneath the the throne and so Again, it is beautifully shot. I love the actors. They're really, really talented. Uh, it is definitely, I would say, a good 92% politics. So mm -hmm. it's a lot of politicking. So if that's something you enjoy, uh, it's been a long time since we actually have gotten this kind of a political drama. I want to say possibly like Rise of the Phoenixes was the last one I can remember just because it was kind of like the Chinese government no longer wanted this kind of emperor system glorified or anything. So it's been a very long time since we've had this style of politicking drama. Um, but I really enjoyed it. It's very cutthroat. It's very intrigue oriented. The leads are very smart. I appreciated that. And there was romance, but it was very, very slow burn as she goes through the conflictions of what she felt in the first time around versus what she's feeling with all these new experiences and how she's differed her life. And so the it's very much a slow burn romance. I really enjoyed the romance where it ended. It ended really super strong, but you definitely don't have the romance through the whole drama like you do in some others. So if the only thing you're looking for is romance, this is probably not what you want. But if you want a really, really solid story arc that has a lot of depth and great maneuvering, then this is definitely worth watching. So it's a yay for you? A yay for me, but I understand why it, other people might not enjoy it because it's a very specific type of drama watcher that's going to enjoy the show. So I will say that um, I started it and then um, ended up, I mean, I really only watched like maybe the first episode or so. Um, it has a, again, because of censorship, it has an interesting um, take on why this is like, why the time travel is happening. And it's, it's the, funny because you get like that 10 second clip and it's never mentioned again, not course. even in the end, like not even at the end, do they oh, go really? back and nope never again mentioned it's just that like 10 seconds like oh this is how we're getting past the the censors with this and then never again mentioned crazy okay so um i have downloaded this i'm doing a ton of travel in january and february 
And so I do love palace intrigue dramas, um, especially with politicking, but I know that I have to be able to really focus. So I figured long plane trips are the perfect time. Um, and yeah. I'm just going to start kind of going right through it. Um, it has Bailu in it. And so I just love her. Um, so it's definitely, I, I, I haven't watched it yet, but I'm going to say it's a yay in the sense of, I know that you liked it. So I'm sure. Oh, yeah. Like we're drama watching twins. So I liked it. There's a good sense. You're going to like it. So. Whereas me, I'm other people. So I'm an A. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I was saying the like 90% politicking cause like, um, drama geek sometimes she'll watch it even if we say there's a lot of politicking i'm like no there's a lot of politicking it is all <laughs> politics but i love the whole politics and the emperor and the empresses and everyone like figuring out their best maneuver to get what they want and you see the bad on all sides because no one's like blameless you know i kind of love that everyone's just kind of like cutthroat on their own side so you can kind of see well why that person's not all bad or why that person's not all bad depending on what side you're looking at it from I love all that so okay at least it's a well-rounded story yeah yeah all right so I'm gonna take on Tale of the Nine-Tailed 1938 and I suppose uh the original is a little bit of a reincarnation one isn't it yeah it's because... all reincarnation <laughs> yeah well i mean he he's one life yeah but he's waiting but his, for his, his love wife. of his life to reincarnate that's his yeah. whole purpose well but in 1938 like that's all been accomplished and he just jumps back to save his brother yes and so and that i loved that like that's another one that comes up in my youtube shorts like that opening scene where he shoots the cigarette out of his brother's mouth <laughs> that is one of my favorite <laughs> scenes of the year i think yeah. absolutely it was great and i mean Edong wook and kim bum as brothers they work they have this natural rapport that just works and so i enjoyed the story i enjoyed the greater focus on their brotherhood and the introduction to um the occupation happened yeah the japanese occupation it was the beginning of the japanese occupation or middle or something and just kind of how they maneuvered through that and then everybody else like they Everybody that Yi Dong-wook's character had known the present day, he was dealing with their reincarnations except for his right-hand man. And it just, it's really good. Like, if you loved the fun of the original Tale of the Nine-Tailed, 1938 will be right up your alley. And it just, I really loved it. So it's a yay. It was a yay for me as well. Um, that was, it was just, I, first of all, you kind of had that, like, mystery of the week kind of thing. Um, because they had these um, like little things like little um, obstacles they had to overcome and then mm -hmm. but it, they always had that mythical connection so I really loved um, how that kept me going and then of course just the relationships um, so yeah it was a definitely a yay for me as well 100% yay it took all the best aspects from the first drama and brought him back and just the like nostalgia feels were so strong and I love this drama and you can find it on prime video so it's a little different than your usual streaming sites but well worth the effort to go hunt it down it was so much fun <laughs> and 
just so many scenes that I feel are very iconic. Mm -hmm. Not just the cigarette busting one. There's more. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. There's I can just talking about it like at least five or six different scenes are flashing through my mind. So, mm -hmm. so much fun. Love the the bromance. Love all of it. Okay. So the last one that we have on our list for 2023 kind of reincarnation type drama um, is My Demon. Um, and it's one of those, it's kind of like a borderline kind of one because um, first of all, it's not finished yet. So uh -huh. what I will say is that um, in this, the main character, main male character is a demon um, and he makes deals with humans. Um, and we find out that those deals are kind of like what keep him um, able to keep his demon powers. And so like sort of like making a deal with the devil, he in exchange for giving people what they want, he takes their life or their soul when they're done and um so here's what i'll say um we i think that there's a reincarnation component to this because we are getting flashbacks of what his life was before he became a demon and we see him like dancing with somebody but we can't see what she looks like um in this life or in this time period i guess um, Dodo, he is the successor of a huge company. Um, she is like, she doesn't trust anyone. She's cynical. She ends up having this really close relationship with the, um, with a woman who like owns this huge company. And when she passes away, um, she becomes the heiress, basically, um, the successor. And so, it's that story of, of course, everyone's after her because she's not, as far as they know, related in any way. Um, she was sort of taken in when she was young. And so the the other members of the family do all kinds of horrible things to try to get at her. And in the meantime, of course, she connects with this demon and um, they sort of have some sort of a faded meeting of some kind we don't really know what it is but his powers um are now affected by her so that's what i can tell you as far as you know some of the information um as far as yay or nay so i really loved it in the beginning first of all this is the second drama that i was talking about where her fashion is so on point i mm -hmm. love so many of her outfits i want them um, but I also want to like look like her and be young like her to wear them. Um, so maybe I'll I want them for my daughter. I don't know. Um, but I just love them. The the fashion's really great. His not so much. He has a couple of outfits that are really nice. He has a bunch of like outfits where I'm like, is the are those the mom jeans? With like, <laughs> <laughs> I had that jacket. Anyway. Um so anyway, this one. I'm on the fence because in the beginning I was enjoying it. Um, it started to just sort of drag for me. Um, I'm kind of just waiting for plot to happen. Um, and I also prefer like, <laughs> if you're going to have magical powers, I'd prefer that they like actually have them and keep them. Um, I don't think he's nearly as interesting without magical powers. That's all. So um, <laughs> I'm kind of like a meh 
right now. I think I have to agree. This definitely isn't the one that I watch first at all. In fact, I think I'm like two episodes behind. I might catch up soon. Uh, I like the couple when they're together. I like her story arc. His story arc is just kind of like, yeah, that's okay. So I like two thirds of the drama and the other third is just okay. So take with it what you will. <laughs> and I'm kind of the same. I mean, I've caught up. No, I'm not caught up. I'm two episodes behind. But this was like, strangely, it's a little bit of a low stress watch for me. And I enjoy when they finally, like, he has to hold her wrist to use his powers. And so they have to learn how to work together and they're both strong personalities. And so that that aspect is kind of enjoyable. But I feel like his character is not solidly grounded in his storyline. And I don't know how to explain that, except I think there's some stuff coming up that maybe will give him background and maybe it'll make it better. But I have to agree with you. Like her storyline, she's interesting. I want to know who her parents are. Yeah. And just the whole whatever happened there. And I loved her just how she would butt heads with the chairwoman all the time. And that was like their love language. Yes. That that was the best. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like I let it sit for a few weeks and didn't miss it. And then I picked it back up and I was fine. And I don't know. It, it's, it's not compelling, but I haven't stopped watching. So yeah, I guess it's a meh for me too. I also we'll feel see. this might be a better binge. So those of you that haven't picked it up, maybe wait till it's done so you can just power through. I think having to wait for new episodes does not give it any help. Yeah, it needs that bridging factor. So, so yeah. So one other that I just wanted to mention that we haven't talked about is um, that I think does have that reincarnation piece is Good Day to Be a Dog. Mm-hmm. So are you oh, far yeah. enough, are you far enough in to know because i it does it does have reincarnation as yes. as okay. one of the tropes i am currently it's on hold for me i just it was not keeping my attention i don't know if it was the one episode a week all the weeks that you just missed because of baseball just there's so many other great dramas right now it just was not keeping my attention but i know a lot of people are really loving it so I yeah. thought in the beginning it was super cute. I was really like I loved the actress. I was and of course um Astro Boy. Oh gosh, what's his real name? Sorry. <laughs> Chon Wu. <laughs> Chon Wu. He's very uh, pretty. Uh-huh. <laughs> he is. And so oh gosh, I'm sorry, Chon Wu. So um yes, I I really thought it was cute. Then it the pacing was interrupted because of one episode a week and then these huge interruptions of time. And so you would forget about it. Um, And so it really made it not as enjoyable. But what I did find is like, if I had a few episodes in a row to catch up on, I could gain interest again. Um, Mm -hmm. But I haven't gone back to it in a while. So I'm, is it, it might even be done airing by now. I don't know. So I think um, it has another week or until, two. Yeah. Yeah. January. I can word. It's not supposed to be done until <laughs> January. Well, so when this comes out, it'll have been done. Because <laughs> this doesn't yes. come out, episode doesn't come out for a couple of weeks. But so when you're listening to this, it's probably done. So then you can go back and, and decide yay or nay. So right now, I'm again, I'm kind of a maybe. 
I'm going to go back and try it, but I'm kind of a, you know, I I'm would say no. yay as a binge. I think this would be a really good binge watch. And just because it was so broken up, I just couldn't get into it. And there's so much dramas being thrown at us that it, there's no way to keep up with everything. And this is what slipped through. So, mm -hmm. but I think it'd be a very good binge watch. Well, and to me, it, the the pacing feels uneven outside of the fact that it's once a week and got interrupted by baseball. Just the story's pacing doesn't, it feels off. And so I'm not as interested in seeing where the story goes because to me, I got my resolution and who cares about the the past part that's connected to it. So I may go back, especially if I hear good things about the ending, but at the same time, my love for Chong Wu does not outweigh my boredom at this moment. So, all right, good to know. Um, but we do get a very lovely, angsty shower scene where he has to think about puppies um, <laughs> while the water is, you know, isn't there two? I want to say there was two shower scenes with him. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. He, he double shower scene for us. Yeah. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they that they were looking for a way to increase their ratings and they were like, all right, just take off your shirt, get under the water, let's go. Think about puppies. And they probably just aired it or filmed it at the same time. It's like, all right, now think about this aspect of puppies. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Emote a different feel than the one we did just a few minutes ago, because we don't want to get your hair wet twice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I can see it. <laughs> oh, goodness. And for anyone who's wondering, because we didn't really even, we haven't talked about it and we didn't really give it a much of a synopsis. It's a, a good day to be a dog. And the basic premise is that this girl, a uh, woman who's a teacher, um, she has sort of in their family history. If a they curse. Kiss, yes. Mm -hmm. If they kiss someone, they will become a dog. Um, at night like at midnight and the only way to fix that is for the same person that kissed them to kiss them again when they are in dog form however the person that she kissed um, is deathly afraid of dogs he has a lot of trauma and so the whole thing is uh, like is her hiding it from him kind of falling for him as a you know romantically but also um, trying to like sneak into his bedroom so that he'll kiss her as a dog um that's how far i've gotten so if, if anything's <laughs> been resolved, let's say that um so but that's the basic premise so but it's got chon moves so i mean you know yeah yeah there's eye candy all right and we've talked about like so i want you to think about that the number of reincarnation and time travel dramas like this was just 2023 and i think mm -hmm. we talked about like 10 or 11 10, 10 different dramas. Um, Which is nuts. That's crazy. All in one year um, that were reincarnation or time travel. So what is your favorite time travel or reincarnation method? Um, and I'm going to say that for me, I love when it involves water <laughs> and some kind of celestial like alignment. So like, you know, it's not just that you will like fall into the lake, but the the stars have to align at the same time or it's not just that you're going to get dumped into a well but you know thing the right conditions have to be in place um and so i just i don't know there's we've had a lot over the years that have some kind of a water element and i just kind of enjoy that personally 
I think for me, I really like when there's some kind of like magical item or or something that makes it click in. Uh, I'm thinking like uh, the like there was the magical incense or the magical car or the tunnel or mm-hmm. something like a physical something that takes you from one spot to the other. Or I know there's been a couple where if the character is about to die, they'll be time traveled. And that's how <laughs> they have to like almost die t- in order to get back and forth. And I always thought those were kind of interesting ways to time travel. And and so I like when there's something more than, oh, I fell into the water. <laughs> <laughs> You and... can't fall into the water. The celestial elements have to be there too. I'm just saying. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so, so those aren't always my favorite. <laughs> and I like it when they have a mistérieuse figure they can bargain with. Like in Tale of the Nine-Tailed, he he uh, deals with the goddess at the portal of death. I forget what her name is. Like they translate it in 1938, and I'm like, seriously. But anyway, hers <laughs> or like in Twinkling Watermelon, the mysterious music shop owner. And I just, I like that because it gives them kind of a guiding figure and that helps establish some ground rules because I feel like that's a vital part of having time travel. Right. And kind of expanding, what's your favorite reason for time travel or kind of reincarnation? And I always like the revenge ones. You guys know me. I love (laughs) myself a good killer. Like I'm thinking, um, signal or tunnel or um what are some of the others uh the one that we discussed where they traveled in the car with the serial oh, my perfect killer. stranger yeah. my perfect stranger it just gives me that extra little oh yeah let's get the killer i want or like <laughs> let's get revenge against against whoever slighted us and and killed us in the future or you know that kind of aspect i like that kind of dark reasoning to come in i don't always necessarily feel that they have to like oh yeah that's the only thing i can do it usually leads to growth emotionally and connecting with people but i love that it's just like oh yeah there's somebody that is terrifying and they need to be stopped and that will make the future better or reincarnated better. Um, like even with the the moon one about the one that we are divided on liking the moon in the day, mm-hmm. I really liked the aspect of, okay, this trauma and death caused the reason why I have to follow this reincarnation and she keeps dying on her 30th birthday. And there's this whole aspect about this and just that, that element of danger is really engaging when I'm watching a drama. So. So shocked that that would be your favorite part. I know it (laughs) it is shocking. What's shocking is how many of them do have that death revenge aspect to them. Mm -hmm. It's (laughs) shocking if you read the notes, that's what I wrote is my reason too. (laughs) (laughs) well but you were torn between the making things right for a family like the family's a a side effect i want my death and revenge (laughs) first 
See, and I like the understanding, so the better perspective they gain. So, like, twinkling watermelon, total catnip. And same with My Perfect Stranger. They understood, or she understood her parents better. And Or, like, one of my other favorites is Go Back Couple, where they go back to college. I and they they see things better because they have the their earned experience from living, you know, the last decade or so. So for me, it's just it's growing as a character. Yeah, I'm definitely like it's both for me. I love that idea of like trying to go back and make things right. But even more, I love that let's go back and make sure that all the people that and all the things that are wrong in my life, I'm going to be able to fix by revenging all the people that getting revenge on all the people that messed it up. <laughs> so um, I I liked um, perfect marriage revenge because of that aspect, um, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, and it was also kind of unique in the sense that it was like, I don't know, it was she they were going back in time to fix things um but also to kind of like make sure that so it was also to fix things for themselves but also like there was a revenge element for sure um so i enjoyed that and sometimes it's not necessarily the revenge piece but just you know like i think um the serial killer aspect does make it kind of interesting like with perfect strangers so um that's why i'm both okay we'll allow it <laughs> Alrighty. So going along with that, what who is or are our favorite time travel or reincarnated couple? And for me, from the Chinese drama Reset, they're my favorite because watching them grow together as they went through the various time loops, like it was interesting how organic their love story became and how it developed. And yet on the outside, if you were on the outside of the time loop, all of a sudden they're riding the bus and now they're getting married. And so <laughs> I just... I liked that. And they're a great couple. They were smart and they worked together well and they learned to lean on each other. And I just, I like them. That was such a great drama. I really, really enjoyed Reset. Um, I'm going to say one of my favorites. It's sort of, uh, it's hard. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. I would it say it's reincarnation time. more okay. than It's a little travel. bit of time travel, a little bit of reincarnation. So the idea is, um, so it's the eternal love. And not to be confused with eternal love, 10 miles of peach blossoms, because we always oh, talk about this. That is where you confuse me, because I thought you meant eternal no. love, peach blossoms. Okay. No. <laughs> oh, mean, this is the one where she goes back and yes. she's the, like, his hated. Like a, mm -hmm. okay, okay, so she's like a realtor in modern day China. You know, she's super, like, spunky and outgoing and so on. And she ends up, like, go so it's hard to explain because she kind of goes back in time but she takes over the body of somebody from this from an earlier time period and her consciousness sort of comes back and forth so it, it goes back and forth between the person that whose body she's taken over and her own um and so I don't know what you would call that. It's not exactly, I guess it's time travel, but in a bizarre way, because it's like her consciousness. But anyway, I can't give too many specifics just because it's been a really long time. But, but I there just... are three seasons of it. And I yes. watched season one and two, and they were both very good. I've not seen the third, but one and two were very good. And I just remember really enjoying it. Um, and thinking that that was such an interesting way to, to kind of do that time travel idea. 
Um, and so, and I just, I loved them. They were a fun couple. So I'm going to, um, so that's the one that's stuck in my mind is the eternal love. Okay. And I'm going to pick two because I'm going to pull a K-drama gen because <laughs> I cannot choose between these. The first one is Keen, Queen and Hoon's Man. Uh, it oh, is, yeah. uh, they were so swoony. It is about this, um, he's like a what do you call it where he has the king's ear he's a counselor to the king and he this is the one where he has to almost die to go back to the past this is like a life-threatening event for him yes (laughs) and he goes to he gets transported to the future where he um interconnects with this kind of flaky actress and falls in love with her like it's it's one of those that's a very oddly organic romance and just the whole back and forth aspect was really good uh there's a chinese version that i also very much enjoyed i want to say it's called love for a thousand years or something along those lines it's a chinese remake and it also was very very good and the second show that I want to talk about was also both a Chinese drama as well as a Korean drama remake of it. And that's Go Princess Go. And the Korean remake was Mr. Queen. Mm. And it was so much fun. This is the premise that there was this star chef in modern days and he's being hunted down. He's like a kind of like a what do you call it? Kind of like a Lothario where he's always romancing he's the women. He's a playboy. Oh, playboy yes. And he doesn't have many compunctions on who he's going to play boy towards. And he he flirts with this gangster's uh, woman, girlfriend. And so they are coming after him to kill him. He falls into a pool at a party and is transported back into the body of a queen in olden times keep in mind this is a modern day dude becoming a queen (laughs) and so not only do you have the time travel aspect but the whole guy stuck in a women's body and having to discover like bring the whole sense of his his soul identity with his body identity with the historical identity all into one whole add in so much humor in both as in both versions and romance and you get a great drama and both of them were so much fun it is such a fun story and i loved both so i couldn't choose one or the other version because they are very different one's very much more uh a straight out comedy where the other one has some more historical aspects to it but so much fun I watched Go Princess Go. I feel like I don't, I feel like I didn't finish Mr. Queen and I don't remember why. I don't think it was because I wasn't liking it because I think I did Um, because the actress was fantastic in it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We loved her. She was in something. Yeah. Shin Hae Sun. She's from um, Still 17 or. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So she's been in tons of stuff that we have absolutely adored. Um. Her most recent was, I guess she's in Welcome to Sundalri right now mm-hmm. that's airing and See You in My 19th Life. 
Um, she was in Stranger, Angel's Last Mission Love, still 17. So, so much stuff. Mm-hmm. Love her. Lots yeah. of like really great comedic time. And she was oh, yeah. hilarious as the playing a guy in a female's body. Like absolutely hilarious. So yeah. Right. And she was like, and I love in both versions, she's all like doing her Playboy stick, but as the queen. So <laughs> absolutely hysterical that, you know, she's all like, oh, all of my husband's other concubines and wives. Hello. <laughs> you know, it's very funny. Uh, Kim Jong-kyun is the the leading man. We love him. He's when he's on, he's really wonderful. So. Yeah. All right. So what makes these tropes flop? So um, as far as either time travel or reincarnation drama, what makes them kind of fall apart? Um, I'm, I can see that uh, the Machne has really picked my number one answer. So I'm just going <laughs> to say that um, specifically for Chinese dramas, this need to satisfy the censors can really like feel very out of place. So there have been a number <laughs> of dramas like like Kuning like um, Palace. <laughs> and the same with um the Joy of Life. That was a Chinese drama where it's again, it all comes down to usually they the way they're getting around it is saying that it's like somebody who's writing a book or writing a screenplay mm-hmm. yes. and have to revise it. Um and so it again, it's usually like a blip. You know, you're you're you forget that it's like, oh, it's a story. Um, because you're so invested in like what's happening and you're aware, okay, they had to say that in order to make it because, you know, they're not supposed to do time travel or whatever. So, but sometimes that can really distract me. Um, and well, so- and what's funny is they get around it by doing the fantasy wuxia dramas. Right. That's why we have mm-hmm. so many of those is because they can't have like a court drama. Like they can't do like Scarlet Heart would not be able to be made nowadays mm-hmm. where like that was one of the huge dramas from way back when, like one of their first international hits. But nowadays they wouldn't be able to do that because the time travel and well, and just the actual living figures from history all in general. And so they get by a lot of that stuff by like, okay, it's a fantasy, like in fantasy, you can go to the mortal realm, which is different time than up here, you know, even though it's like kind of what we would consider time travel or different uh, reincarnations or aspects. They get around it with the fantasy. But unfortunately, like if you're watching a court drama with all of the emperors and empresses and it's just that kind of thing without the fantasy element, like they can't say, oh, that person time traveled, she died and she's getting a second chance. You can't do that. It has to be like, well, this is a book. So we're going to have an author, modern day author come in for 10 seconds of the whole drama and be like, <laughs> this is a book. I'm going to re- send her back in time and we're going to give her a different ending. And that's how they got through Kooning Palace through the censors. Mm. <laughs> again, never mentioned again. No modern scenes ever again through the whole drama, except for that 10 second blip to explain away something that 
whatever the reasoning for their reasons. But so you get a lot. That's why we have so much fantasy dramas and not that many political dramas. So anyway, sorry. It's it's something that drives me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, it drives me nuts, too, because that's why that's one of the ones that I brought up and as well as just randomness um but you'll got you you two will probably talk about that more well for me i don't like especially in time travel dramas three incarnation thing usually doesn't bug me story-wise uh you know it's just kind of like okay reincarnation all right that's fine but in the time travel ones the ones that try to explain it too much like i'm thinking Mm -hmm. like alice like syphysis Oh, yeah. Um, Nine times travel, nine, whatever that one was, where it was with the incense burners. And then it was this weird loop of. Yes. Causing all the issues because of the time travel. But then they just leave it on a weird cliffhanger. And then or God's gift, 14 days, like all these dramas, they try at the end to explain the time travel but it doesn't really work and they don't just let it be like, this is how the this world is. This is the story. We're not going to try to explain this. We're just going to let it sit, but they try to explain it. And then it's like, it always falls apart always. And it's so confusing. And then you're like leaving the drama rather than that really satisfied feeling. You just leave it feeling a little confused and like, what? So that's what I hate is when they try to explain time travel at the end. And that's fair. For me, it's just they need an objective. So like with Twinkling Watermelon, you know, they they talked to the mysterious music store owner and that jetted them back into time. And so he was kind of guiding their journey. And so that made it work because even if they didn't have all the rules, there were some rules and he was there to explain them. And so it gave them a foundation. So what makes it flop is when you don't have those rules explained well, even just, I mean, I'm trying to think of a bad one, but I think you guys have like pushed me all away from the bad ones. But if yeah, there's... Uh, there were a lot more bad ones histor in older dramas, mm-hmm. like um, like, like pre 2015, like Doctor Jin, for example. <laughs> yes, <laughs> hello, fetus, time traveling baby tumor in my brain. So... <laughs> See, that makes no sense. No, no, it does not. And so. they have to be consistent. And too. that like, shows defense. It was like from a manga, I believe, like a uh, Japanese manga, like that they uh, made into a drama. So a lot of times the early manga stuff, it's like it just didn't connect well with a live action. And I think that's one of those that just what didn't work. Um, gotcha. But even so, you know. Yeah, you got to have consistency and your rules have to be explained. If they don't, then the time travel or the reincarnation trope just, it does, it flops. Yeah, well, I feel like reincarnation, though, it's just self-explanatory. It's like they have a connection, especially with the Asian ideas that people will be connected through multiple lives. I mean, that's just like a basic, I think if you watch a lot of dramas, that's just kind of a basic thing people say, I hope to see you in my next life or, you know, aspects like that are very ingrained in just the sense of the culture. And so I think reincarnation is much easier to understand and doesn't need as much Mm -hmm. 
explaining or world building as a time travel show does. I 100% agree with that. Um, I cannot remember the name of the movie, but I watched a movie on the plane. It's a Korean movie. And they kept saying that, you know, there's like an old saying about um, the people. Oh, like uh, Lost Loves or something like that. Uh, I... It was this year. It was the big one from this year. All I past know is lives. That... It was past lives. So they talked or about. past loves. Something like that. <laughs> they talked about how um, then, you know, the people that we meet in this life are the ones who we've um, brushed sleeves with, like, you know, in passing, you know, over the past thousand years or something. Um, and then the ones that we have formed really strong connections with um, meant clearly meant more or something like that. So um, I can't remember what it was, but it was it's called past lives. I'm looking past at lives. it now. Past okay. lives. And you and can purchase that on Vicky or Prime Video or Apple TV. But it's all you have to buy the rent the movie. It is not. Um, it it It's set up like if like you think it's going to be like a typical kind of almost like a K-drama feel like um, and it's not necessarily quite like that. But um, I watched it like while flying this summer and um it was certainly worth it just to to watch it but that was the whole part that i thought was so interesting was um this idea that they kept bringing up about um and i wish i could just quote that part which was the the, the brushing of um your sleeves with someone in the past brings back you know you you'll likely meet them in the future or something so um, but anyway, that's that's it's so ingrained into the culture of this, just like you said, I you know, I hope my next life or our next life will be better. I I hope that um you'll be my daughter in my next life or you know, those kinds of things. Or like I hope we don't meet in our next life so you can be happy or whatever it is. Like there's always something, you know, in the next life. It's it's very much a common phrase. And it's somewhat like the Buddhist tradition as well. And so um, anyway, yeah. the whole point is, I agree with you. I don't think that reincarnation needs to be explained in the same way that time travel, at least there need to be some clear rules. And if you're going to set up those rules, don't break them. That's all like that. That's where it falls apart for me is they're like, oh, no, you can't do this, this or this. Oh, wait, you just did that. Oh, well. Right. So, yeah. Let's talk about some of our favorite time travel dramas from the past. And I've talked about, of course, my queen, Go Princess Go. I talked about Queen and Yoon's Man. I also want to throw in Life on Mars. I know not a ton of people have seen that. I believe I'm trying to remember where it's available now. It is available somewhere to watch. Let me check real fast. That uh, one was interesting because of the, of again, the interesting way that it was um, portraying time travel. Yes. Um, it says it's available on Disney Plus. I want to say it was also available like on like Tubi or something. It was something like that where it's like, oh, okay. Or maybe it was Amazon Prime because I've seen it recently as available. I so, think I saw it on maybe Hulu. Um, 
it might have been there if it was with Disney Plus. So check around. It definitely is out there because I saw that and I was like, oh, the Mockney can finish. Because before <laughs> I was watching it on some of the sketchy sites and we would screen share. And so we were watching that and then the screen share um, site went down. And so yeah. you never got to finish it, but it is very good. Life on Mars is one of my favorite um, I love Jung Kyung Ho, always a great actor and him being thrown into the early 80s and the cop system there was just wonderful. Very, very fun. So we've pretty much discussed all of my favorites, but they are Go Back Couple, Signal and Reset. So we've got Go Back Couple where they're a couple who divorces and then they jump back to their college days when they met and they go back with the understanding. With greater understanding, and so it's kind of tracking their journey and their friends as they go through round two. And Signal is just, I mean, if you've seen the American movie Frequency, same idea, just in K-drama land. And, it's so, and so with good. more serial killers. Oh, so good. <laughs> and E.J. Hoon, who is amazing. Yes. So, yes. And Possibly then, my favorite drama of his. Yes. He was really good in this. That, yes. And then the Chinese drama Reset, which is a time loop drama, and it's so well done. I'm also going to add in for the Mockney, I'm surprised she didn't put this, Tunnel. Also, Mm, it had very similar to Signal vibes. I feel like that's kind of like a K-drama gem that a lot of people didn't watch when it aired, but I highly recommend going and watching it now. And again, it's called Tunnel, Time Travel, He Goes Through a Tunnel, to save people from a serial killer that is started killing again in modern times. It's so good. Mm-hmm. So, so, it good. Is so good. And uh, I also have talked about most of mine or others have. So the eternal love, which I mentioned queen in man, which I loved um, splash, splash love, which was a really short drama. It was like a mini series, like mm-hmm. a special series. Oh, it's like two hours. And it's super cute. It's, um, and I always like recommend it if people are looking for something, you know, like just something fun to watch that's, um, that has that time travel element and you can watch it, you know, in a short period of time. Um, it's sort of like, I kind of like a starter drama kind of thing. Cause it's, it's mm-hmm. super cute. And then the other one that we haven't talked about is Chicago typewriter. Um, and this was one where, um, it's, a uh, Re- it's a reincarnation drama right yes mm-hmm. and so and it's um we've talked about this in the past so i'm not going to spend tons of time on it but just we'll say that um this is definitely one that i think you should all go check out um people that are listening if you haven't watched it um it's got a really great ensemble cast and just some really great moments so definitely that's one that i would like to recommend um so when we think about our best reincarnation themed dramas, because um, we just talked about time travel dramas and I mentioned Chicago Typewriter, which is not time travel, that's reincarnation. So um, I we... feel like Reborn Rich is more time travel. <laughs> I wrote that in for you in no, the outline. Reborn Rich is definitely reincarnation because. Is it? Okay. Yes, because he um, he gets the opportunity to be reborn. Um, and he actually goes through childhood. So, no, um, but remember, he's in the body of um, 
it's not reborn as himself. He was. Re- oh, wait, no, you're right. It was reborn. I was for some reason was thinking he was reborn as the um, child of the the rich family. Remember, because he's not reborn as himself. He's reborn into the life of the rich family that murdered him So, as the youngest son. Right. So isn't it still a reincarnation drama because he's reincarnated? Or is it it time travel his soul into a past body? Y'all, I don't even know. So that (laughs) one could be either because it's really his memories, his soul is put back into the body even though it looks exactly like him's current self and of the, a, the, the rich family and the reason it works is really because it he has his same memories and things so he's able to go back in time and use what he had learned in the future and get revenge absolutely get revenge um, this is why I didn't break them apart because I do think that that time travel and reincarnation dramas are so blurred. Um, so uh, this one's tricky because it's not exactly time travel in the sense that it's the same person that goes back in time, but he keeps all of his present day memories and then he is reborn into somebody A different else. body. Yeah. Yeah. It's both. Anyway, I'm going to say that's, um, it has Sung Joon Ki, um, and I, I've been thinking a lot about it. Even though at the time, I can't remember if I really liked it or if I just. I know we talked about it. I but... remember we discussed that the ending. It took a while to stick with us. I think, That's like what... the ending was kind of like, oh, okay. <clears throat> so it's not my favorite ending ever, but the the drama itself is very good. And he's fabulous because Song Jun Ki is fabulous. So, yes. um, and there's a um, an E Jun Ki drama that is very similar in the sense that it's um, somebody who's going back in time to right wrongs, but in that one he makes a deal with a mysterious figure. So, um, and I cannot remember what that one's called, but I will think of it before the end of our time together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you're picking one over the other go reborn rich because Absolutely. i watched both of them the other one had some really star or strong points the first half but it just kind of went round and round plot wise like it didn't go yes. where i needed it to go to feel satisfied it was called so. again my life yes. so as you can hear reborn rich again my life very similar um but reborn rich was better yes and they came out at like the same time like not exact same but i think they had like a week overlap or something they were so, super close and yeah. then you song jun ki and e jun ki and so i mean it's just very confusing yes all right so my favorite i'm going back a little bit uh for my favorite ones and two of them are from the same scriptwriter, uh, Legend of the Blue Sea and My Love from Another Star. Uh, both of them dealt with reincarnated characters and uh, they made mistakes in the past or they were t- killed early. I believe both of them, they were killed in the prime of their life 
and then there's a reincarnation so they kind of get the second chance at life uh for the life they should have had and there's definitely fantasy element one is a mermaid and the other is aliens but both of them definitely had that same faded reincarnation some aspects are similar happening again kind of vibe and i loved both of them such good dramas uh some of the better classic dramas in my opinion from the early to uh 2000s loved those as well yeah well i guess not early 2000s it was 2012 and 2014 maybe right in there but still that's 10 years ago so i mean they're definitely older dramas for most of our listeners and then also i know a lot of people didn't like tell of the nine-tailed the romance in the first one i thought that was one of the better aspects i thought the like written out story-wise it was really strong i can admit that some of the connection between the actors that played the characters wasn't the strongest definitely not my favorite pairing for either of them but the story itself was really a great use of reincarnation and having a great story that has that fantasy element reincarnation and connects why this 2000 year old being would fall for someone who's like 21 and so i really enjoyed that one a lot and of course we talked about the sequel has the uh time travel element in it and but it's all the same characters minus his love interest and so it it's really solid i definitely recommend i think it'd be a lot better as a binge watch than maybe it was as a weekly watch simulcast watching and i think a lot of k-drama watchers would really enjoy it and i think it just the first season is both on prime video and netflix and the second season is on prime video Mm -hmm. which is so weird but whatever i don't get distribution rights <laughs> well, now it's like whoever has the money gets the distribution, and Prime <laughs> has a lot of money. So, yeah, they just true. don't market well. So, sadly, you have to kind of search for it a little because their marketing sucks when it comes to international uh, projects. But, mm-hmm. agreed. But Amazon has a lot of my money. So, I think that um, I'm helping <laughs> to fund uh, the Prime for sure. Yeah. <laughs> And then for me, my favorite reincarnation dramas, which I talk about all the time, so I feel like they don't need a lot of explanation, is Love Between Fairy and Devil, because the reincarnation comes as part of their cultivation. And then Goblin, of course. And that's enough that's for me. Shocking. I, I know, right? I I had that on my list and I'm like, no, it's going to carry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would have said it anyway, whether you'd said it or not. It's mine. Um, also, one quick thing, I just realized that there was another time tr- or a reincarnation drama that was um, this year, Rowoon's drama, Destined with You, that also oh, had yeah. a whole reincarnation piece. Kind of so, triggered everything. Yeah. It, yeah. It did. So anyway, lots of them in 2023. Okay, so we want to now talk about the top time travel slash reincarnation dramas that annoyed us. And I'm going to go first because um, (laughs) I have one that just, it's sort of like that drama that shall not be named kind of level for me. Um, 
and it was called Mire's Choice, Marry Him If You Dare. And I've ranted about this so many times, but I just feel like I need to say it again because um, it's been, like I've brought it up probably yearly. Um, (laughs) And yet, even though I've watched a lot of dramas since, I want to say that it's still one that um, was supposed to be a time travel drama that just, anyway, the ending annoyed me so much to the point where I can't even remember why. <laughs> All I can say is that I know that it still really annoys me. Um, I don't even, I I totally don't remember. Wasn't it? I feel like she just never... We talked about go back couple where you go back in time with the maturity of your um, future self to know that uh, this just isn't healthy. This isn't right. And that one, it was like her her future self as an old lady comes to the past and tells her past self, dude, yes. don't marry that guy. He's a loser. He's horrible for your life. He will ruin your life. And then the girl was an idiot and like, she acted like, oh, well, whatever. I'm going to do what I want. You know, it wasn't ever logical, her reasoning. And she was kind of stupid. And it came. Yes, it's it. I believe that my biggest issue is it's called like Mireille's choice. And And she never uh, chose. She never had a choice. Yeah, there was never a choice that she made here. Um, and I just remember being so beyond annoyed. Um, and I think it was like 2013 or something. It was a long time ago and it's still really watching. Uh, it was, yeah, 2013. And all right. So it has a 6.5 on my drama list. I gave it a four (laughs) and it had really, really popular, um, stars, so that kind of tells you how just over this people were, because even with that star power, the fangirls and fanboys weren't just giving it high ratings just because of the star power. It was that bad. Yeah. So it had the CN Blue Boy, it had Lee Dong Goon, which was really popular, and yes. Yoon, uh, Yoon Un Hai was the it girl back in the day. Uh, I mean, she had some scandals that dropped her off of all dramas. But back when she filmed this, like she was the top top actress star that you wanted in your dramas. She was at the top of the top and everyone just universally hated the show. It was so bad. And it it was one where like the um, the the rules didn't apply. It had issues with like time travel rules and um time space boundary like the fact that she just wandered back and could tell herself um she basically came back from the future to make her fix that you know stop marrying that guy or whatever don't don't marry this guy marry that guy because he's going to be well off in the future so that's who we want to marry because you know we want to be rich (laughs) and that was (laughs) bottom line that's the one that yeah so dumb all right that was definitely on my list as well but I think the one that gave me just God's gift 14 days oh yes I loved this whole show until 
it was what maybe the last 30 minutes yes and the reveal and you're just all like this makes no sense whatsoever like the reveal to this day like you can't even like logically take huge leaps to get to the conclusion of where it ended it just made no sense it was stupid made no sense whatsoever and just frustrated me to no end and it was it was so good before that had Ebo Young uh Cho Sung Woo he this was the first drama I ever watched him in and he was just stunning like and there's the scene where he's singing on a car uh, just so good one of my all-time favorite scenes out of any drama and it's about this woman whose daughter dies for some reason she's able to go back 14 days with this other gentleman Cho Sung Woo and they have to solve the mystery of who murders kidnaps and murders her child and uh, so it's high suspense really amazing acting Ebo Young and Cho Sung Woo at their best and the ending just was so stupid so so stupid like any other ending would have made more sense but yeah so anyway it was really 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 dumb and that one to this day still makes me very upset and when was this airing in 2014 so about the same time as yours they just really screwed up time travel endings a lot at that time yeah, so the moral of the story is if it's pre-2015, just skip it. Don't do not do the time travel. That's what I'm hearing. Or see if the ending sucks and then just don't watch the last episode. <laughs> I'm so not a person who can that, do that. I would have given God's Gift like a good 9 out of 10 oh, yeah, before so that ending. It was so good. And then that ending and you're just like, what the heck just happened? <laughs> oh, my word. And- and I just want to say, Queen In Hyun's Man was 2012. So yeah, so there's some good okay. ones. There, there's some. There good are, ones. and again, okay. I feel like Faith was back that time. I know that's on your list, but <laughs> I feel that was a pretty solid story arc. At least the chemistry wasn't all there, but the story arc was pretty solid, and that mm-hmm. was earlier. So. Yeah. Well, and see, the, the question here says the dramas that annoyed us. And you guys are getting very, very passionate about these. And I'm like, and the <laughs> ones that annoyed me were like Faith because it went too long because it got the extra episodes. Or Hotel Del Luna because the romance was just Stupid. not what it was billed to be. Yeah. And then Sisyphus. And really didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. And then Sisyphus because I don't think we even realized it was a time travel drama until like halfway through. And we're like, oh, wait, they're going back to try to fix things. And so like no rules it wasn't consistent and then the ending just made no sense it they yeah left us with nothing like there i remember no knowing it was a time travel do- drama but the world building wasn't very good yeah it, it was, was just, pretty but world building was like not it. great <laughs> yeah i wanted to like it so bad and then no so let, let's end on a positive note the positive note is for those of you that are our patreons we have a little segment that we recorded, but we had to take out because of time. So if you like our kiss and marry and kill, or in this case, reincarnate uh, games, we're going to play a little game of that. It'll be on our Patreon. 
Um, unfortunately, just time-wise for our regular listeners, it's just not happening this episode. But we will be sure to be doing some more Kiss, Mary Kill episodes in 2024. So look forward to that. Or if you want to immediately go check out our Patreon. Thanks for joining us. We'd love to hear what you thought about this episode. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, or on our Patreon page. The links are in our show notes. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say, and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.